Yeah, I was saying, um, so so my last lunch club match was with this person in South Africa. And, you know, we we're just talking about, you know, I, I guess, you know, what it means to actually be a black South African and things like that. And some of the narratives that, you know, I already experienced from the small time that I like this few days I've spent there in Cape Town and seeing what the difference is like. Um, and so we we're just talking about that. And then the subject of Rwanda came up and a, a bit of backstory. I think it, two weeks ago or something, I met with someone that I think had spent some time in Rwanda, maybe like a month or so, and was really kind of like talking up, trying to talk up Rwanda to me, right? Like, is this really amazing place? Um, that you should come to. Yeah, yeah, that, or that I should consider moving to because I think um, the subject of what city to move to next came up. And for me, I, I just mentioned, the, you know, I've, I started on the podcast a few times and Nairobi was one of the places I was considering. And the guy was kind of like, oh, like, nah, he doesn't recommend Nairobi, da 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 da, da. said all the things I want to say about Nairobi and then mentioned Rwanda. Um, so for me, Rwanda is this interesting place, right? Where obviously for, for those who don't know, I'm sure everybody knows this, but Paul Kagame is president. He's been president for a while since the civil war in 94. Um, the really bloody civil war in 94 in Rwanda. Um, and a lot of people have had very different things to say about, you know, him in particular. But I guess for me, it was even less um, less about Paul in particular or, or President Kagame in particular. See me calling him Paul like, <laughs> like like he's my uncle um well it, it was less about him in particular and more around the idea of democracy versus um or autocracies in in, in that sense and so well, what i mean by that is you know you look at places it, it a common trend with 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 african leaders is not wanting to relinquish power um, and the West is always going to paint that as something that is, at least the mainstream media would always paint it as, oh, this isn't right, you know, do your eight years or whatnot and go away. But like Paul Gagami now, with the new constitution that I think his government passed, he can actually be president until 2034. Now, the, the question, you know, is, is that, is that, like, is that democratic, right? Is that, is that not someone trying to rule by keeping power for himself? And, you know, is that, the, I guess the, the, the twisted question here is that I kind of feel that for some governments, in some cases, right, having that stability, you know, might be better than transitioning power in the aim of achieving some ideal of democracy, where in reality, maybe what that place actually needs isn't that you know, version of democracy in that sense. And I say this with a pinch of salt because, again, I've not lived in Rwanda. I don't know what the experience is like. But I'm saying, because I was actually watching an interview. I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I, I was watching this interview by by him. I think he was he was speaking at some conference or somewhere. Um, not the WF one. That one is very popular. But I think it was some some school in the US. And his, his narrative was that, you know, people have said things about about him not wanting to, to release power. And he's like, after his second term, he actually wanted to go. And it was, you know, other people in the political class, you know, that were like, he needs that he should stay because, you know, they were still young enough and there weren't any, all the other leaders, all the other opposition leaders were like, you know, also ex-military with agendas and just bad leaders that didn't exactly have any credibility in that sense. I don't know how true that is. And so they felt that, you know, it made more sense to, to continue on the path they were going um, until such lead, such more leaders arise and things like that. But again, that came from 
you know, President Kagame's mouth himself, and he can say he can say all those things. I don't know how true it is, but I, I'll this back to the 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 person I was speaking with on lunch club, and you know, she was she she actually shared the same opinion as well in the sense that, you know, um, like you you look at places where oh yeah they're transitioning power and doing things like that, but they're not they're not better off for it. You understand? And let's even bring it. We can connect it to Nigeria, right? Because um, one could argue that as weird as it might sound and as maybe controversial as it might sound maybe having someone like obasa just stay a couple of more terms looking at how early in our democracy we were maybe that might have been great but again people will argue for different things and you know yeah so it's just a thing of how like democracy isn't the i don't think it's the even plato said it or was it aristotle or whatever there's this philosopher a philosophical arguments about how you know democracy isn't exactly the purest form of political like a political system like it's not it's not even the most ideal you can you can say it's the most ideal but it really isn't the the idea of it is ideal but in actual reality it's not that effective no, but no but his stance was on the fact that Democracy is not ideal because nobody can make an informed decision. So, yeah. so it wasn't from a power narrative. It was from people making informed decisions. But, but yeah, I, it's, it kind yeah. of still applies here now because, you know, if, if at the end of the day you're transitioning power from someone who I guess has been doing things well, but the only reason why you're transitioning is because you don't, it's not like the, you feel the next person can do a better job, but it's more based on the fact that, you know, he shouldn't keep power to himself. He should go because it's democracy for the people and by the people. Mm. What if the what if what if what the people want is not a change in leadership but continuous leadership, right? Is that still because democracy is what like you give the people what they want, right? People make the decisions. I always so believe it, people don't know what they want. He said? I've always said that mantra. He said, I've always believed people don't know what they want. You know, you know, and that's why whenever we you know when we had these debates of oh, like when maybe one maybe maybe when we want to have a decision on something and we say, Oh, let's do a poll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always very skeptical about polls. They work, obviously, as a, someone who does research, I should not say that because <laughs> it's a data, right? But sometimes some decisions should not be. Maybe they can, but the fact that people, everybody votes for it doesn't mean it's the right thing. Mm. You know, because they vote for different reasons that are beyond the reasons that the thing was advertised for. Mm. And a, a good example is Brexit. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah, not to go on a tangent, but yeah, no, I, I, it's still related because I think we're still bouncing back almost to the same point in the fact that, like, yeah, <laughs> just just the, the the whole idea of of democracy and pitching it as this like bastion of of goodness and you know what everybody should aspire to, like, it's completely flawed. Like, and but we don't. Like that's not the narrative that is being pushed. I think the narrative that is being pushed, particularly when you look at African nations that don't practice some kind of democracy or the way the West wants democracy to be practiced, they always they're always spoken down on, right? But actually, they're spoken down on in the mainstream media. And that's why I said this earlier, because actually, the if you look at the the governments that the West the African governments that the West tends to back, it's not so much about what's best for the people, but it's it's what's best to keep things the way they are that sort of benefits the West, right? And so if you've, like, they would always support someone in power that will keep some semblance of stability, even if that stability 
is affecting the lives of the citizens and the country itself in a bad way, right? Their idea of stability is not like the region is stable. It's that it's stable enough for their interests to still be maintained in most regard. Right? Of course. So, and that, that's my pro, that's my other issue with, I guess, you know, I don't say socialism in that sense. Like I don't have any main political ideologies. I might have some lenience, but I just feel that the brand of socialism and liberalism that the, the West tends to push sometimes, like I don't feel that a lot of people that carry that narrative and run with it on the continent are, I don't think they contextualize it enough because particularly- Please Pause, pause. You need to, you need to deconstruct what you're saying right now. <laughs> You've you've gone from you've you've made a big shift and you need to you need to, you need to acknowledge that you made a big shift in what you're saying. Okay. So you've just you've just gone from talking about democracy mm-hmm. and how it is not always the ideal thing, even though mainstream media of the West pushes it as pushes it as the ideal thing. Yep. Right. And you've gone from that to socialism. Mm-hmm. Now I know there's a link in the sense yeah. of obviously. Socialism tends to link to um, probably states that are totalitarian and autocratic, etc. Et mm. But there is also the link of capitalism in there as well. So you need to, yeah, 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 yeah. you need to, yeah, you need to be specific. So, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I think I'm speaking from the point of socialism and, and the liberal, the liberal nature of things, in the sense that it, it's, it's part of its tenets is to is to keep the power with the people right and trust that the people should own the means of production or own like not 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 so much about the means of production is that socialism yeah isn't it we (laughs) (laughs) i think you should let's fact check that please so socialism, socialism yeah Socialism is social and economic philosophy, encompassing a range of economic social systems characterized by social ownership of the means of production. Yeah, it is. So Marxism, okay. Marx, Marxism is like an extreme form of it in that sense, um, which yeah, yeah. class system and stuff like that. Yeah. So so again, I guess the part I'm picking on and why I use the word socialism or just that liberalism aspect is the social ownership, right? And that and the thing you're saying about agreeing that everyone has like knows what's best and so the decision should rest with them right both decisions and ownership and so i'm just saying that when you try and translate that into yeah, but it's just the thing. socialism again i don't want to go I, i'm careful about how i approach this because yeah my i want to be humble about my level of intellect on this topic right yeah no sure and sure. and when you're talking about socialism in the sense of people people social ownership yeah Right, that that is one thing. Socialism is sent in sense of government approach as well. There mm-hmm. emerges as well, but it is also a way of a way of working. And there's also socialism in the sense of an economic procedure and, and standing and policy. Mm-hmm. Now, which one are we talking about everything together under one, one umbrella or we are being specific? Because because again, socialism as well and capitalism, again, I don't want to, I don't know if that's what we're talking about, but it's also a spectrum, right? It's not it's never a hard left or a hard right. Mm-hmm. Mm. If that makes sense, because every country practices socialism in one in, in some sense, in some sense. So social security, mm. you know, is, mm. is a form of social socialism, right? Mm. Um, if palliatives is a form of socialism, even though it's a very, very tiny form. Yeah. Right. Is it's it's a way of it's still social ownership in that sense. Mm. 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 Well, so yeah. what angle are you are you going at? That's what I want to specific. Oh, so so 
again, it's not some, like something I've <laughs> like, you know, drawn out proper thoughts about, but I, I, I think I'm just trying to draw a link between um, pushing democracy, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the people that, you know, really push democracy and that, that, sort of, that sort of thing. I think there's very strong li- links to having like liberal and social mi- socialist mindsets, what I'm saying, right? Like, like I would really, have thought it was was more capitalist mindset. Nah, 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 nah. I, I feel like yeah, because yeah, because social socialism is practiced in in Russia, in uh, in 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 those kind of states. Oh, okay. And, I, I, and I see what you mean. They're, they're non democratic. I see what you mean. So you're saying, oh, okay. Um, so the one in Russia, right? Like it's. I guess some people argue that it's more communism than, you know, um. Okay, I, I see. I, I see where yeah, the, communism, socialism also is again is on similar. Yeah. So yeah. So which which okay. which which, yeah. which, 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 which yeah. I said I said yeah, this yeah, 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 yeah. these concepts are they require knowledgeability mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. to be able to um confidently um yeah. argue about and I won't lie, I don't have confidence to argue about it. <laughs> yeah. But, but, um. But, but so something something you're saying like this this thing of you know before you like arguing about like it, it depends it's not like you're stepping on a platform to speak you know and and try and sway people's opinions like I think we're just sharing mm-hmm. our thoughts and everything so I, I don't necessarily think like there should be some form of like expertise like or confidence to actually say what you think about certain things just wanted to like you know caveat mm-hmm. that a bit um but well, what are your thoughts generally on just brief very thoughts on you know, having leaders like Kagame, like when in one way it seems to be working well, where it offers some form of stability and stuff like that. Like, you know, would you say now, like, it it doesn't matter if it's working well, you have to change your leaders. Like you can have someone stay there forever and stuff like that since it's not a a theocracy or whatnot. Sorry, that's not the right word to use. Um, But yeah, do do you get what I mean, right? I get you, bro. Um, I get you. I don't really like talking about politics for some reason. Um, it's one topic that makes me sad because because I just feel like people people who control political spaces they don't always seem like the brightest, and it's been the same cycle from time. And solutions are always obvious. Mm. Most problems, solutions are obvious to most problems. Um, I mean, I mean, in terms of the governmental space, right? Yeah. And it also creates too much disharmony amongst people. And it just annoys me. So, yeah, just answer a question. I'm just giving, I'm just in that context so that you, yeah, yeah. you, you that might make you understand why I'm mentioned by mentioned. But I've heard about. Um, Kagame is actually, you know, when I told you about the guy I spoke to that day, the professor I spoke to on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Talking, actually, he actually mentioned it because he went to Rwanda and was like, actually, it's a, it's a very interesting place because, like, they, it's very clean. You know, mm. they, it's, it's well organized. It's an organized yeah. state. By state, I mean country. So, yeah. for those who might be thinking that Wale Corona is a state, I know I'm calling it a country state in this context. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like you might say, well, they're not democratic, so that works. So democracy may not be the best thing. I agree, not everything is the best thing. I mean, I'm sure our ancestors were kings or part of royalty and they were doing just fine. Mm. 
Yeah. I think corruption affects both systems differently. Mm-hmm. And corruption affects if if you have a corrupt um autocratic leader, dictator, mm-hmm. you're you're pretty much <laughs> yeah. If you if you have one that is democratic president, you're for a while. Mm. Right. When the system is corrupt beyond an individual or beyond individuals, you might as well have a, an autocratic dictator like that. Mm. Because system means that no matter who comes and goes, say the same thing. Yeah. Which is Nigeria's case. So we're, so we're literally living the worst case scenario under the the idea of democracy mm. because it might as well be North Korea. I mean, I don't know what goes on North Korea. Yeah. But mainstream, mainstream media tells us it's not all rosy, mm. but, but who's to believe them, right? Mm. But yeah. I don't know what goes on, goes on over there. But my point is, if the system is so bad that whoever comes in is the same thing. Mm. That's not great, is it? Yeah. And that's, and that's something where we always say, um, Institutions always function to sustain themselves. Mm. And that means that no matter who you are and you come and you go, years of norms and 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 system and culture would... So let me give you a kind of theoretical angle on this. So as a human being, you are pretty much operating within two structures, mm. right? One is one is a social structure above you, which is pretty much the norms, values, and culture of your society or your organization where you are. Mm. Right. And below you is your own individual experience. And, and everywhere you go, you attend to you're trying to match the tension between those two. Mm. Right. In whatever, so you go to a bank, you go to a startup, you you are you're in Nigeria and whatever, you are you are revolving within those two, the experience, social structure. Mm. More often than not, right, you are constrained by the structure above you. Mm. And even though you also constrain the structure too. Okay. But the thing is, when you, when you enter an environment, an institution that has a very strong social structure, structure, again, I'm speaking about is not tangible, I'm talking about norms. Mm. Those two things, it, it either consumes you, right, or you try to you try and consume it. Okay. And if you can't consume it, it has to consume you. Hmm. One has to win. Yeah. Right? One has to win. And that means that if you can't win, you either leave or you get consumed. Hmm. Hmm. So you've essentially painted it as a zero-sum game. Explain what that means. So where like where one side winning means the other side loses. So there's no there's no, yes. no meeting way. There's no meeting point. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. In in that sense. So that's the way it is. And that explains why you find people come and go. And it's the same. That and that explains why you see like, have you seen that amazing um this is amazing uh analogy clip of monkeys on Instagram one time where they said, I can't remember how they, they placed it, but I think it went something like this where there was a banana hanging in a courtroom, something like that. Okay. And, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then they let one monkey in 
Again, I'm not sure this how this went, but I'm not sure if that's how it went, but I think so. We're not hanging in the courtroom. Hmm. Let, let one, one monkey in. The monkey obviously tried to get the banana, right? Hmm. And then the monkey went to get the banana, they spread the monkey water or, or hit the monkey. He or she tried again, they did the same thing. Hmm. Right? The monkey stopped. Yeah. Another monkey came in, said the banana, like, yo, banana is here, right? Let's try and get it. Hmm. It, he tried to get it, right? They sprayed him. They sprayed him too. Yeah. Right. He tried, tried to spray him to the monkey stopped. And that one tried, and that one trying to, and that one came in. Yeah. They sprayed that one too. Spread down to the monkey stopped. Hmm. Now, one more monkey came in again. This was now like four. Yeah. They didn't spray that one. That one tried to hit it and don't try to get a banana. It was yeah. the other three monkeys that now beat that monkey. Yeah. Right, yeah, and then and then as I, as I let as I let more monkeys in, each one I tried to get banana, they got beaten. Hmm. Yeah. Now I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I said it the way they did, but but that's the idea. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good example of social structure that consumes you. Hmm. Whereby what what is making them act in that way is is not is nothing tangible. Yeah, just it's idea. the norm of that environment. Yeah. And even though you walk in there like you're, you're an enthusiastic banana lover, loving, <laughs> loving monkey, right? Mm. People let you know that no, in this place, this, this is how we do it. Mm. Mm. So you can either stay here or you leave. Yeah. And even, even, even people that 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 telling this now, this now you do it, they don't even know why. Yeah, it's like the classic ATM example now, where everybody comes and you know there's one ATM <laughs> that's working and. Uh, and then, you know, everybody's just on one line. Maybe because one person, like, and you're just like, oh, it's not working, it's not working. And then one exactly. random guy just, one random guy just comes and maybe he's plugged exactly. in. Exactly. Doesn't hear you say it's not working. And then he goes and removes cash. And everybody's kind of like, oh, wait, why have we not been on this line? So I guess we need the, exactly. the one non, I guess, attentive person that will come in. But yeah, that, it's, I, I see what you mean. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this week's actually well i can't use the regular outro for this but thank you for listening to our bonus episode we're off season at the moment and you are gonna get content like this that is you know not fully baked conversations or conversations about any one topic it's just going to be raw conversations between wally and i or maybe not wally and i anyways don't forget to subscribe like share and do the regular things that we ask you to do because it really helps it really does um leave a rating as well and let us know what you think follow us on instagram at 20s convos um and not on twitter yet but anyways thanks for listening to the episode take care